usually starts with like, I wouldn't suck dick. I'm not gay. But if you made me, Mm -hmm. I would suck a dick. Wink, wink. I am not gay, though. But then how much (laughs) of it has to do with um, being forced to do that transgressive act and how much of it is like, well, I just secretly want dudes' dicks in my mouth. I think most of them secretly want dudes' dicks in their mouth. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Handy is leading a sex toy revolution for the dick havers. So you're going to want to get this one wrapped around your cock with free shipping when you use promo code Billy20 at thehandy.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the Jigalos, to the Jigganos, and to the Jigga... Wait, really? I gotta pay you? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, welcome. This week's guest is Lolita Lolly. She's a financial dominatrix, uh, what she calls a bisexuality coach. Uh, also dating recent guests of the pod, MV Young. They're very cute together on Twitter. Uh, can't wait to share my conversation with Lolita in a little bit. If you're new to the podcast, this is a show that covers sex, dating, relationships, gender, love, and occasionally some butt stuff. I started the show back in 2014 talking to women I'd hooked up with about why we didn't work out. And now I talk to some of the leading sex educators, dating experts, sex workers, comedians, feminist authors, and more. And yes, we still occasionally have women from my past come on to to remind us all that I am infuriating to argue with. And I, and I got to work on not interrupting as much. Uh, but uh, if you are new to the podcast, welcome to Fan Horn Nation. Welcome to the show. Some good news. Uh, OnlyFans has reversed their decision to boot porn from the platform. Last Wednesday, OnlyFans put out statements that they like figured out their payment processing issue all of a sudden. And now sexually explicit content can stay. Now, a a lot of sex workers are a little skeptical of the whole, like, suspend. You know, is that suspend, like, cancel, like a presidential campaign? Or is it suspend, like, hey, we're just going to do this later when there's less heat on us? But for now, Billy's dick pics are safe right where they are at OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. I'm of the mindset that this reversal is in large part because of what I think is an unprecedented public backlash against OnlyFans and MasterCard and whoever else was maybe responsible for this. I mean, people were getting mad at MasterCard. MasterCard had to put out a statement and say, this wasn't us. Was it? Was it not? We don't know. But the fact that they felt like they needed to put out a statement is a pretty big deal because, you know, they don't really care what sex workers think because like a a group of hoes equals zero people. Unless there's a photographer there, they'll be like, well, I guess there's one person there. But for the first time in a way, I don't think I've seen... I saw such public support of sex workers in this news. You know, instead of just hoes being loud on Twitter, like I saw regular ordinary people 
standing up for sex workers in Facebook comment threads on BuzzFeed's page or retweeting articles about the OnlyFans crackdown. And I saw people publicly sharing how they felt about the issue. Because, you know, I think in this one, you know, even if you don't know how you feel about prostitution yet, I think a lot of people are getting to a place where they can go like, you know, let the lady sell her nudes. What's the big deal? And I think this goes to show like, yeah, you can have the right opinion. You can agree with policy changes that need to be made uh, regarding sex work or just general sex positivity. But I, things do not change unless you, yes, you are public about that. If everyone supports sex workers quietly, then nothing's going to change. If anything, it may even get worse. So I want to say thank you if you shared an article, if you corrected someone in a comment thread, if you were, you know, if maybe you use this as an opportunity to come out about your own adult content that you create. Uh, just shout out to y'all who got public on this one, because I think that's what made the difference. I think that's what's going to make the difference the next time and the time after that. Be a little brave, be a little courageous for the horrors who have been public and out for so long. It's your turn to at least say the sentence. Yeah. They should be able to do that. Bad news in sex work land, kind of. Um, I am just, you know, over the weekend, I found out that my go-to happy ending massage lady, uh, I've talked about her on this podcast for years because she uh, does an incredible job. She has amazing hands. She way undercharges, uh, which is a whole separate issue. And she lives like a few blocks away from me. Not to mention, uh, she's mad chill, and we just like kind of hang out. We like smoke a J before or after the massage for like, I don't know, a half hour. It doesn't count as my time. We just like, we vibe, we chill. I found out that she is, quote, never getting vaccinated. <laughs> Why? Why must misinformation take away good things for me? Because, of course, this is about me, everybody, and my ability to get an affordable hand job. Damn it. I don't know what people are waiting for at this point. We got an mRNA technology that has been in development for years to potentially be an HIV vaccine, right? And then we had literal guinea pigs, I, I, at least over 100,000, if not hundreds of thousands of actual human guinea pigs who were doing the trials I signed up to be a guinea pig. I got denied because I took a flu shot at the wrong time and I was too young. But like, I wanted to be a guinea pig. Some of the smartest people I know with like PhDs, they were, they wanted to be guinea pigs and they were, right? And then we've, and then if that wasn't enough for you, well, we had over a hundred million Americans fully vaccinated, like another hundred million who have at least gotten a shot of one of the vaccines. None of them are dying from the vaccine. We didn't like collectively get autism, uh, which I'm not just throwing autism to the wind. There are people who sincerely think that the vaccines cause autism, right? So, which is not true, I should say, right? That, so even then, right, we're seeing everyone getting this and it's fine. And if that wasn't enough, fine. The FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine. So I just don't know what people are waiting for in September 2021, like the masseuse, you know, look, she's a black woman in her 30s from the South. I get hesitancy in that context. I get some uh, skepticism. Okay, M March 2021 skepticism, I understand. Skepticism today, I don't. Skepticism is a fun brain exercise until like it gets real and we're in an extreme situation like this one and people start dying. Gosh, we have a curiosity and skepticism problem in this country. There's a lot of people I'm having, and I'm not arguing with them. I'm trying this method, 
and just trying to hear them out. But like a lot of people who are skeptical for skepticism's sake, like they don't have a thing. You To be skeptical responsibly, you should have something to base skepticism on. If your entire argument for your skepticism is, yeah, but do you really believe? Yes, I do. Because we have data and the smartest people I know and the smartest people in the fucking country get vaccinated. Was I skeptical of the vaccine like, you know, before the vaccine was ready when Trump was, you know, announcing the warp speed operation, right? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be skeptical and I'm not skeptical because I don't like the guy. I'm not skeptical because I'm afraid of vaccines. I'm skeptical because that guy in particular seems to lie at every possible opportunity if he thinks it's going to benefit him. That doesn't mean I'll never get the vaccine, right? It's just like, I'm skeptical and I'm going to need to see like people I trust, like a doctor, Anthony Fauci, come out and say, yeah, you should go get this. And to see all of, folks, Congress has been vaccinated. You know what I mean? It's like, like you're probably your favorite, whatever Senator has been vaccinated. I can't imagine you watch Fox news. If you listen to this show, but if you watch Fox news, literally all of them have been vaccinated. So I just don't know what people are waiting for. I don't know. This is, uh, this is just me really upset that I can't get, you know, a good hand job for an hour for $130 anymore. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to go shopping again. RIP to a damn good masseuse in Brooklyn. I say RIP because like, who knows? She might get COVID and die because she's not vaccinated. We did good news. We did bad news. Let's do happy news before we get to this week's guest. I did the thing. The host of the Man Whore podcast finally did that very thing. Let's just back up one more time. My junior year at NYU, I started webcamming. I tried being a webcamming customer the summer before, and like after a couple sessions, I was like, this is a lot of money for no touching. No thank you. But then I was like, I think I could do that. And I, uh, and I started an account, and I was like making 100 to $500 a week, stroking my cock for strangers on the internet. And, you know, and, and after a few months of that, I thought, you know, I might be able to make more money if I did like in-person stroke shows. You know, I was going on Craigslist and I was, you know, make posts, respond to posts. And I arranged with this guy in Chelsea. It's a neighborhood in, in New York City. And I arranged with this guy in Chelsea to come over to his place. And we were going to jerk off together for a half hour. And I was going to get a hundred bucks. Now, a hundred dollars really isn't shit for that. But, you know, at the time it was good beer money. And I went over to this man's place and we took our clothes off together. And I'd never like, you know, I'd never... Never jerked off with dudes before. I, I, I didn't have friends growing up. So I never had that experience to hear some straight guys talk about but like, oh, yeah, when I was 12 or, you know, oh, yeah, when we were eight, we would like, you know, slap our dicks together or whatever, you know, that, that I never had that male bonding experience. So for the first time, I sat in a strange man's bed naked next to him. And he's also naked. And he put on some hetero porn and we jerked our dicks. And the entire time I'm like, I'm thinking about, I got to put on a good show for him because I'm getting paid. I'm providing a service. So I need to do a good job because, hey, Billy is a hashtag good boy, likes to do a good job. So, you know, I'm throwing in some moans some uh, you know, some grunting like, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm like, I'm doing long, slow strokes of my cock. I'm not huddled over and beating it like a chimpanzee, right? Every once in a while, I look over at him so that like he can see me seeing him look at my dick. And I remember thinking, like, I'm not stroking this dick for me to come as much as I'm stroking this dick so he gets to watch me come. He starts making like requests like, hey, do you think you come in my mouth? I said, no. 
Um, not for a hundred bucks. And he's like, well, what if you came in this like glass and I slurped it down in front of you? And I'm like, still going to have to pay extra because I do not need to see you drink my cum. And then I was like, you know, I could come in this glass and you can go in that bathroom there and you can slurp it down there and then you can come on back and tell me how delicious it was. Ah! And we did that. And I came in a glass that I think is meant for like a smoky sipping whiskey. I came in one of those glasses. It was like something like Ron Burgundy would be drinking out of. And, and then he paid me. I put my clothes on. And I just went back to my apartment. It, the, the sun was out. This was like an afternoon situation. And I just have this $100 in my pocket and thinking like, wow, I must be a sexy bitch. That was a really interesting experience. And I got paid for it. And ever since then, I've always kind of pseudo tried to do some sex work. I wanted to get paid money to provide a sexual service. I thought it would make me feel really sexy. I thought I'd get to like do something I might be good at for someone else and make, you know, when you break it down hourly, pretty good fucking money. And over the years of doing this podcast, I have, I have definitely shared many a false start that has occurred uh, in terms of like in-person sex work stuff. You know, there's the, there's the time I was supposed to get paid $1,000 to fuck a lady and I saw the grand in the envelope, you know, six feet away from me as we sat across from each other in a park and she ultimately like couldn't go through with it because she's like, I don't know if you would fuck me if I wasn't paying you. Ah. Or the time I was supposed to do a 24-hour DS scene in the Midwest that she was going to, f- I mean, a plane ticket was bought with my name on it and I was going to get thousands of dollars and then that fell through at the last minute. And, you know, the time I was going to be that live-in boy toy for a couple when I was in my early toy. Just, I've had a lot of opportunities dangled in front of my face. And then kind of yanked back. And then finally, folks, it happened. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Last Wednesday, yeah, I, ho- I met up with this married woman from the Midwest in her 30s who was in New York City on vacation with the husband. And, and she just said, oh, I'm going to take like the afternoon to go see my friend from the Internet. And but really, she was going to go see me. She came out to Brooklyn. We met at a coffee shop. We like talked for an hour and then I invited her back to my place. And that's when, you know, we, we finally got to like make out. She has to straddle me. She's grinding me on my couch. I suggest we go to the bed. She's like, can I take your clothes off, please? And I'm like, yes. She would kind of pause and break into this confusion about cheating on her husband and normally, like if I was at a bar and I met a married woman and we hit it off and she decided she was going to like make certain adult decisions that happened to involve me that she wouldn't want her husband to know about, you know, like normally I would, I kind of pause and, and I turn on Billy, Billy mode. I go like, oh gosh, are you, you know, you want to talk this out? Like, Hey, we don't have to do stuff, but that was not my job here. My job was to be a fun, flirty, sexual human that she gets to interact with. So letting her hold a cock when she hasn't held another cock in so many years, invigorating exciting fucking hot i made a big mess she handed me cash and when she left the biggest dumb smile was just plastered on my face in a room alone with no one to see it just being like it finally happened and i think i did a really good fucking job and i loved knowing i did a great job and I loved looking at those 20s played out on my table being like, I fucking worked for that. 
I really hope it gets to happen again. I really hope I get to arrange some other things. I don't know. I've dabbled in various forms of sex work from time to time ever since I, you know, was webcamming in college, but this is the first time I got to like touch and be touched and kiss because it's a thing that I'm good at. I mean, I'm used to coming for money, but this, I don't know, this was a whole different animal. This was so hot. And I was, I was really excited to share it with y'all. So guess I'm a whore. Before we get to this week's guest, Lolita Lolly, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. It's a segment called The Fam, where we get to shout out members of my fam on Patreon. I want to give a shout out to the whorehead, Michael G. Thank you for uh, letting me keep the extra change. Thanks for the, uh, the, the fiscal hug and kiss on the cheek. Much appreciated, buddy. Thanks for supporting the show. You too can support the show. You too can become a member. For as little as $2 a month and receive a whole slew of great rewards, just head on over to patreon.com slash podcast and join today. Again, become a member of Fan Whore Nation at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for Lolita Lolly. Oh, Lolita actually was on this podcast a few years ago under her uh, her other her previous sex worker personality goddess Venus, who is a little bit more of a femdom dominatrix type, right? Uh, who is also still doing findom, the financial domination. Here's a little clip from that bonus episode where she explains what findom is. Normally a pay, a pay pig, that's what the client's called, would mm-hmm. come to me and then I would extract money out of them. How so? Um, there's multiple tactics, but, um, basically just say, give me your fucking money (laughs) and then keep doing that until they dry up or they run away. I'll have a link to her specific bonus episode in the show notes, but it is available to all of my $5 and up fan whores on Patreon. Anyways, let's get to my chat with Lolita Lolly. The man whore podcast is sponsored by the handy and, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should do an ad read while the handy Uh, is at work. Our friends over in Norway have figured out how to revolutionize the handjob machine technology that's out there and is out of this world, seriously. And something I'm really curious to try uh, as I have uh, someone in my life who's like on vacation in Europe right now. And I'm like, oh gosh, I really wish she could jerk me off though. Well, she can with the handy. I can give her my special access code for my handy, and she can go online and control my handy from afar. She can decide how fast it's going to go or how slow it's going to go. She can decide if it's going to be short little jerks up on the head or if they're going to be long, full strokes the length of my shaft. Hell, I think I might start offering people only fans the ability to, to control my handy while they watch. You think they'd pay for that? You think you'd pay for that? Hey, you want to give me a hand job? Shoot me an email. Let's figure it out. But for now, you just need to figure out how to get a handy wrapped around your shaft or the shaft of someone you love. And when you use code BILLY20 at checkout, you'll get expedited free shipping. And since this is international shipping, folks, you're saving $20, $30, maybe even more. So go to thehandy.com. That's T-H-E-H-A-N-D-Y.com. Use promo code B-I-L-L-Y-2-0 at checkout. 
and you can thank me later. Now let's get to the show. You were previously Goddess Venus when you were on the show like three years ago. Yeah, so I was Goddess Venus. I became Goddess Venus in 2016. Mm -hmm. And then I was Goddess Venus for a while up until like January of this year. And then I had been getting really sick of doing verbal humiliation videos for a while. Like I do pretty intense. I did do pretty intense verbal humiliation videos. And people just like kept asking for more and more and more. And I was number one for verbal humiliation on clips for sale on like their verbal humiliation category for like three years. Yeah. You were the meanest bitch on, on clips for sale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the biggest fetish clip site in the world. I was like the meanest girl. <laughs> Do you feel like high school properly prepared you for such things? So my in seventh grade, I was one of the most popular girls. And me and my two best friends, we would kind of like emulate mean girls. Mm. So <laughs> what, like we didn't actually learn from mean girls what Tina Fey wanted us to. <laughs> you, you, you learned the wrong lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Yeah, I just got sick. And I was like, I need to also change my name so that I can just like fully get out of it because i kept trying to quit doing this intense verbal humiliation like so much but i just like kept getting pulled back in yeah so it's like i'm changing my name and then and, and why lolita lolly and, and like so what's the difference between goddess venus and this new persona yeah so i feel like goddess venus is still here a little bit but we're just like kind of putting her on the shelf a little bit um goddess venus is definitely a humiliatrix puts up with, well, Lolita still puts up with no bullshit, but Goddess Venus is a lot more intense. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Lolita Lolly, I took the name Lolita, L-A-L-I-T-A, not Lolita. Right, uh, yeah. So Lolita. SEO decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Lolita is a Hindu goddess. And so she, I like to think of her as like, she's kind of like the perfect wife, but she's also very, very erotic. So I like to say she's like a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. But yeah, so I really like her. I wanted to kind of channel more of her instead of this like fiery, like mm. mean girl persona that I had made. What would be like a difference between like, because they both kind of do humiliation, but in different ways yeah. from what I observe on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, what's like an example of like a goddess Venus like humiliation line and a Lalita Lolly line? I feel like Lalita is a little more, she's just more playful. Yeah. And like more light. I feel like that's the biggest difference. So I'm just still go, doing... Like, just go fucking suck a dick, you little loser. Yeah, like... I'm like, wait, yeah, I'm way more into bisexual encouragement these days. So <laughs> the, the Twitter bio is a bisexual coach. Yes, uh, I'm a bisexual officer. Bisexuality coach. That's yeah. me. <laughs> and, but the, is that something like you're into in, in real life? Or like, again, yeah. what's, what's going into the creation of the new persona? Yeah, so I got really sick of my sex work job being goddess venus yeah. doing sex work doing adult i got really burnt out i was working myself really 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 hard i still work really hard but i was like traveling two weeks out of the month for work at one point and just working literally like every waking minute now, was that doing like in-person femdom stuff or um well that was making videos i was also going to a lot of conferences then i was doing a little bit in person this was around i think the time i interviewed with you yeah previously so I got burnt out and then I like came back and I was like, okay, if I'm going to keep doing adult and doming, like I need to figure out what it is that I actually like playing with, like the kind of fetishes and kinks that I like, you know, entertaining. And 
I've always liked bisexual men. And so I like had already made some bisexual encouragement videos that did really well and I had a lot of fun making. And so I was like, that's going to be the biggest one that I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Um, just because I have the most fun with it. Also, I love bisexual men. Um, my fiance and Young is pansexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we love that. Dope dude. Yes, dope dude. Big amazing. fan. He's amazing. Yeah. What is it about the, like the forced bi fetish is like, a, it's like a full on thing, both so like I from do, guys. I don't do forced. You bi. don't do forced. No. Bi. You just like, do you just like strongly encourage? Yes. So like, I'll show you my tits if you touch the dick. Yeah. And it's more just like knowing like you actually want it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm like, no, like you're, you, you're here. Like you're watching this video. Yeah. You're, you're a fucking homo. Yeah. So like, would goddess. Ven- I'm not making you like you're homo. So would goddess Venus make someone do that versus Lolita just like. Yeah. I feel yeah. like goddess Venus's vibe would be more like actually forcing them to suck a dick. And I, f- I feel like there's some elements that like it's fun to force a guy to suck a dick but i like more that the guy already wants it but he just can't admit it to himself and i'm like the one to help him kind (laughs) of like cross that river do you have personal experience with that in your in your personal life of 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 helping dudes cross that by river not in my personal life i i mean well <laughs> I have an ex-boyfriend that I'm pretty sure is bisexual, but he, uh, he never we never really got too far with him. He accidentally sent dick pics multiple times. Accidentally, to one of our friends. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. sure. He's like, I meant to send that to you. I'm like, our names on Snapchat are not even close here, and it's happened more than once. Uh-huh. Um, I'm like, you know, you can talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of conversations did y'all have around it would he express like that kind of interest are you just picking up on vibes would you just um, politely was... encourage be like oh, i saw this really cool porno and you send him a link and it's you know two dudes and a chick oh together yeah. i mean i was like 21 then yeah so okay. it was a while back but i was just picking up on the vibes and the repeated sending of his penis <laughs> to this other boy <laughs> what's it about uh dudes together that really turns you on it is a common fetish you, you know there are women who just they're who watch gay porn or they really they want to be in a threesome with bi men what was it that what does it for you i mean i mean i don't know i just like dudes who like dudes i want to sh- suck a dick with my partner i want like them i want to like get fucked by two guys and then they're like making out while they're fucking me I'm like, like over you like you're bent over ones behind front like an eiffel, eiffel tower but with tongues yes <laughs> yeah it's like a more intimate eiffel tower oh that's really fun. i like that <laughs> well i imagine you and uh, mv get into a whole slew of trouble as like you know queer poly hot people in the yes. world <laughs> yes and we yeah we have a he has a poly cult so you know um we're doing a polyam cult party in san francisco um <laughs> early next year and i have deep deep connections in the bay i live there for a little bit my uh burning man camp they are in the bay they're called orgy dome oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a polyamorous sex party camp. So when we do the party in SF, I'm like, dude, like, we should do like a sex party after party because like that's what we do in the Bay. We throw sex parties every weekend. <laughs> and so he's like, oh my god, wait, it's like it's becoming real. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like the real poly cult party, <laughs> polyam cult party. Have you gone to play parties with him yet? Um, 
No. 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 But I, I remember talking to him. There was there was definitely interest. Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely broke down some of the Bushwick play scene yeah. going on. Yeah. I haven't been to a lot of sex parties in New York. Mm-hmm. I have, but mostly in the Bay. Sure. That's like where my, my deep, deep sex party connections are. So how have your fans been enjoying the crossover? Like, is it the same people? Is it just a whole new, is Lalita, Lollyland an entirely new group of of dudes like what's how's how's the reaction i have a lot of fans who have been around since the beginning or like you know have been with me for years uh i definitely think i have a lot of new people with the bisexual thing and i've been using sext panther a lot which is a sexting calling mostly sexting platform Mm. um and i say on my profile there that i'm like i love encouraging guys into bisexual you know, scenarios. And so most of the guys that text me there are into that. And so I just like, I have this like great and share this text with you. Um, I feel like you're like part doing therapy for some people. I would imagine. Honestly, people, like, it working out what's going on. I'm literally like a bisexual bisexuality therapist. I mean, I'm not like a therapist. Like I will tell them if you actually need <laughs> legally, I have mental, to call myself a bisexuality coach. If you need mental health help, please like <laughs> go somewhere else. Um, let me see. Yeah. So this guy, he says yesterday, thank you for the suck it for me clip. It was really the extra push that I needed. I messaged a couple of guys on Grindr and did hook up with one. It was amazing. One of the guys I was chatting with wanted me to suck him off. I was really nervous, but really wanted to try it. I kept hearing your voice telling me to do it. So I met him at his place, but he had a girlfriend. So he did not want me to come inside. So he invited me into his garage. By this time, I was almost shaking. I'm not sure if it was nerves or excitement, but he pulled his pants down and I got on my knees and then I touched it. It felt soft and warm. It felt good. I bent over and licked it first and then he twitched. Then I put my lips around it and began to suck. I could feel it getting harder and he began to moan. So I figured I was doing something right. He did not have a big cock. So it was not hard for me to take it all in. I guess that is good for my first time. The whole thing only lasted a few minutes before he came in my mouth and I made sure to swallow it. It was an amazing experience. I was aroused the whole time. And then he says, "Um, although I was super nervous, it was still one of the best experiences of my life. So I know that I will do it again. Thanks for the support and encouragement. And how does that make you feel? (laughs) Do you feel like a proud coach? I feel super proud. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I hate that these guys like so often like are with a woman and then they cheat on them, like go behind their back. I think that's unethical and it makes me really sad. Sure. At the same time, what I've learned and the work that I'm doing is, I mean, I primarily work with men, that these men have these kinks and fetishes and some of them have tried to talk to their uh, female partners and they've been like berated or they're like don't ever bring it up again like i'll leave you or they just know like if i were to bring this up like yeah this would ruin um our relationship some of them are married some of them have kids you know whatever it's also a total trope of like you know um your husband or boyfriend leaves you for a man and or the same thing when a guy gets you know girlfriend or wife leaves for a woman there's like a whole complex about not just that they're leaving for someone else but that someone else of a different sex. gender and then it becomes this whole thing in someone's mind oh definitely and so i feel bad that they're cheating but i'm also like you know what like i i don't think it's black and white mm. um and it's like 
I do believe that these people should be able to explore their sexuality. I mean, as long as they're being safe, like I tell them, I'm like, if you fuck someone, like you use a condom, get tested. You're having sex with your wife too. And like, she doesn't know and she doesn't deserve to be subjected, you know, to like unsafe sex or whatever. So I do tell them like get condoms, like go get tested. Like I, I really make sure to drill it in them to like be healthy too, because this poor woman like she like comes home and then it's like oh i have chlamydia okay cool <laughs> where did get, i get that get from <laughs> and it's like wow we like there's a lot of layers to the answer of this question yeah. right? it's like a lot of things we have to disclose now yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly but i feel really happy they they seem to be really happy i get texts like that all the time and i'm like oh my god like oh, i'm so happy for you that's so great like congratulations and a lot of guys like i talk them through setting up their grinders and really yeah i don't force them but i definitely am like pushing them and it's very clear they want it because they're messaging me about it so what are the tips for starting a grinder everyone t- <laughs> uh, fellas take your uh, pens and pe- uh, notepads out well i don't <laughs> i don't really know like the best tips but i'm just like okay step one download the app because it take like for them they're like i can't do it i'm like download the app like they're, you have like, to really tell nervous. them like download the app and then they download it and then i'm like Okay, now upload a picture. And then they're like, I can't show my face. I'm like, so many guys on Grinder do not show their face. Yeah. Just, I don't know, like, do like a chest shot. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's going to be hot for, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think that's hot, but just sure. like put something up there. Write a little bio, like, what do you want to say? And they're like, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, well, how do you feel? Like, why are you making this Grinder? So and- some of them will say, like, I'm gonna suck dick for the first time for my dom, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then some of them are like, pass it I'm off gonna- on to me, of yeah. course. Make me the dick sucking scapegoat. Exactly. They all. I mean, that's usually how it starts. It usually starts with like, I wouldn't suck dick. I'm not gay, but if you made me, mm-hmm. I wink, would suck wink. a dick. Wink, wink. I am not gay though. But then, how much <laughs> of it has to do with? Um, being forced to do that transgressive act and how much of it is like, well, I just se- secretly want dudes' dicks in my mouth. I think most of them secretly want dudes' dicks in their mouth. Yeah. I do think that there is a subsection of submissives who it, it like turns them on that they're not any kind of, they're like pretty straight. Yeah. But yeah, like that power that a dominatrix would have to make a straight male put a penis in his mouth you know like i think that there is a lot of power in that but i do think that most of them are they're they're homo uh switching over (laughs) into into lolita lolly like did you have to did you have to kind of like feel out the tone or did you have to kind of play around with the character or what did you kind of fall right into it um i feel like i kind of fall right into it i had filmed um i had a partner in la for a little bit who works in film and we worked on a clip together and literally used like fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment yeah it was like so sick i went to a prop store like a prop house Mm -hmm. um in la and got some props and so it was like a really beautiful film that we shot and i was like about to upload it and i kept being like weird like i like was like not even wanting to edit it i was like not even that excited to release it, even though I was like, it was beautiful. Yeah. Like, and it was so fun to shoot. I still was like, eh. What was that about? And then I was like, wait, I'm like releasing this as Goddess Venus. And I kept like for a year being like, I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to rebrand. And then I just like didn't. And so I was like, okay, I'm like about to upload a video. And I'm like, 
okay, I know I have to have a new persona. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, well, like, what is my name? (laughs) (laughs) Do do, do dudes in your in your personal life, like friends, whatever, do like, do they kind of do you find that you get like your quote unquote straight buddies who will secretly be like, hey, I feel like I needed to I could tell you this. Do you feel like you guys Mm -hmm. who come out with their bad desires to you? had any no no hmm. interesting <laughs> i mean i have some friends who are like you would think they're pretty straight but like they'll suck a dick sure <laughs> and they told me i don't think they told like everyone but i think the number of people know, so. are you still doing the financial domination yeah i still do fandom i don't like focus on it as much mm-hmm. but as like clips yeah i focus on clips mostly i've you know i've i've kind of tried to stay focused on clips mostly and i'm glad that i did because last year I didn't really work a lot. And what's great about like the clips or subscription sites or just anything like that. Um, you know, I could take time off and still have like some passive income. Whereas like with Fendom, if you're not able to like be on and work and like quote unquote drain guys or like get on Skype or get on phone calls, like you have to be a lot more active. Yeah. Whereas like I now have a catalog of like 700 videos. What does that activity take out of you? Um, the fandom, like yeah, the, the ener- energy wise, and I just feel like I love fandom, and I still do it with some of my clients, and like I still like I have a guy in in Chicago who I might meet this weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but for me, I don't know. I just like I don't like having to be like ready, quote unquote, ready to do sex work all the time and i felt like with fandom it was like i had to do i felt like i had to do my makeup every single day and i had to like you know because i present myself a certain way in this work and in my like regular life i actually don't wear makeup that much yeah this is a very like you know i won't i won't go into a deep description but like this is a very different very relaxed very what's up bro version of you than like you know anyone on the internet might be used to yeah so (laughs) So i'm Mm non-binary um and like in my regular life like I feel pretty, not like super broy, but like pretty more mask. Mm-hmm. And in my sex work, I pres- like I pre- I I say that I'm, I am non-binary, but I you're like, high femme I'm on your sex work. Very high femme, yeah. and so I think even more so now with Lolita because now it's like this bubbly, you know, uh, lollipop, yeah, um, bratty kind of look. Yeah, I think she's definitely more femme femme than Venus. So yeah. I try to like keep that, and so I have like pretty high beauty standards for Lolita and so if a guy texts me and is like let's get on Skype right now like drain me I'm like I'm like uh, I have to put on my makeup I, put the I femininity. Need... it's weird it's somewhere I know around I'm like here. I have to do my hair and then I'm like Ugh. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like okay well send me this much and then if they send me like however much I'll be like okay I'll put on my makeup yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's something interesting both with the different personas and just like kind of coming in and out of different types is that, you know, I don't think a lot of people think of sex workers as doing a bunch of different types of work in the same way like a comedian, the stand up, but honestly, they're probably making their money writing or acting on a thing or doing a pocket, right? So even though an entertainer is one type of thing, we put them in one box, they probably are doing a lot of different things similar with sex work. You don't just do one type of thing. You oh, have no. done, you kind of go in and out of different types of sex work. Also, it's like if you are going to succeed in this, I mean, we were just talking about OnlyFans, like you have to be able to pivot 
and shift like at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've had to change and also the jobs within the job, like, you know, this running a podcast and stuff like you have to know marketing. You need to know some probably basic design. Yeah. You know, you're your um, own graphic designer, your own producer, your own editor, your own social media manager, your own, um, you know, fa- uh, fan interaction person, you know, fan community manager in a way. And you have you're, to do networking. Your own you're, you got a network. There's a lot that goes in. I think a lot too many people who say those are lazy, dumb whores, like have no idea what goes into it. Also, the amount of spreadsheets that I do, like I have to be my, I mean, I do have a CPA, but I have to like know like some basic accounting. Otherwise, like. Because, because well, again, another thing people don't realize, <laughs> you pay taxes. Oh, yeah. That's what else is funny. People are like, yeah, well, maybe sex work blah 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 if they just paid taxes the government wouldn't care i'm like every sex worker i know obviously there's like degrees and levels of shit but everyone i know pays taxes my friends who do illegal sex work the only time they've ever been in trouble irs right like literally they've been busted by the police and then they're like okay it's chill but you need to pay us fifteen thousand dollars in taxes that's how they got capone Right. Exactly. Like the the government. Um, I mean, if you, I well, there's privilege to it. Like my friends are white, so definitely a factor. Fine. No, that's yeah. definitely a factor. I mean, if this was like in Queens and it was like an Asian massage place or street based worker or, or a street based like worker, right? like- exactly different story for sure. But yeah. overall. Um, they just they just care about money. Yeah, people seem to think like, oh, if it's illegal, they couldn't possibly like freely like like a job has to have a particular tax to it. It's like a free what your freelancer fr- friends, they report their income, they pay tax on No their one income. is like putting a gun to their head saying pay taxes right now. Like you have to just do it on your own. We don't need a spe- there doesn't need to be like a special slut tax, right? It's like no. it's, it's just we report the income. We no, pay the thing. No, people even people who do illegal work or do work that is like less um like you don't have a boss telling you to do something. Like my like my old house cleaner, she's um an illegal immigrant from Poland. Mm. And we were talking about stuff. And she's like, no, the government knows I'm here. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I pay taxes. Yeah. I'm like, what? You pay taxes? She's like, yeah, I literally pay taxes. I have no rights, but I <laughs> I pay my taxes. I'm like, wow. Okay. So that's when I started realizing like, wow, there are all these people who are like, you know, don't necessarily have rights or whatever. And they're still paying the irs <laughs> and interesting i never hear about all these like illegal immigrants from boland it's i so know yeah, yeah yeah i couldn't possibly w- <laughs> figure out what that was about yeah, yeah. so is uh, the non-binary status seems to be a, a newer thing since the last time i saw you uh, when, when it's not new no? it's just something that i, I mean, talk about more in, yeah i meant more like outwardly yeah. yeah 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 i mean i've i mean i've always been pansexual i've always been non-binary i just like didn't really know like the languaging around it i also like just typically don't really like fucking care to talk about my gender identity with anyone um if that makes i mean it's not a bad thing it's just like i go by she they sometimes i go by he and i just like really don't care what people call me i'm just kind of like I don't know. I just am however I feel. I, I am who mean, I am. Yeah, I just am who I am. But I do think it's good to talk about, um, you know, gender and sexuality is something that's like a little more open now. And I do think it's like good to talk about and like have different examples and representation. So I talk about it a lot more now. What does non-binary mean to you? I mean, for me, like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like very masculine. 
And then sometimes I feel like pretty femme. It really just like depends for me. And also sometimes it depends on like who I'm around. Like when I'm around like my friend Lauren, I feel so masculine. Like it's like insane. <laughs> like, Why is that? She's just like very dainty and like she's like one of the most feminine people I know. And so when I'm like when we're out together, like I feel like I'm a dude with her. Like I'm always like trying to protect her. I'm always like trying to make sure she's taken care of. Someone's got to like, butch up and get the and get the cab, you know. Exactly. No, no, literally. So like I feel very very masked when I'm with her. I also like I need to get my hormones tested cuz I'm having like some weird health stuff, but okay. I'm like very certain that I overproduce. I have more testosterone than most women. So I think that definitely like has an effect. Yeah, like as a kid, I was like, I'm kind of like a tomboy. Like my mom wanted me to have really long hair. So I like went behind her back and like had my hair cut like super <laughs> short. She was always trying to make me wear dresses. And I was like, fuck, no, I would like throw them all over the house. Be like, no, I'm not wearing that. Um, and then, yeah, like, also, it's like, you know, I present really femme sometimes, and I really like it. Um, but also, it's like, when I go out really high femme, I f- kind of feel like I'm in drag sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm, like, just, like, performing femininity. And it's nice to have the language around it, too, because now I can talk about it, because I feel like people perceive me as very, like, woman. But that's not really, like, how I necessarily feel but now that there's more language that i have and now that gender is like more talked about i feel like now i can talk about it and people kind of like understand how i perceive myself Mm. so it like helps them understand me more yeah 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 something else has happened since last time we chatted uh we we talked about it before off mic a bit so you have these two personas you have ghana's venus you have now it's lalita lolly yeah lalita lolly Again, you a lot of L's. And, <laughs> but, there, you know, there's also you IRL. There's you yeah. who you are as a person. And, you know, I think it sounds like maybe right before we talked last time or around that time, something happened regarding your real identity. Yeah. So, well, I got doxxed, like. Which means. Sorry, doxxed. Okay. So, my, that's just like releasing a personal information on someone. And there's different degrees of doxing. So I had my real name dox, like people within the goddess Venus world were then revealed my real name. The person also posted my address. How'd that happen? Um, Well, that that guy, that's a really long story, but that guy is known for phishing, which is like where you try to spear phishing, where you try to get someone's information. Mm. So I don't know how he exactly got mine, but what he would do to some people is he would send them fake Victoria's Secret gift cards. So that was like a scam that he did. So he would email them and then like on his Twitter, he seemed like a pay pig, like a financial sub, financial domination sub. Um, He would also send fake Amazon gift cards. And I've seen these emails from him. I never filled it out. But basically, he would email you an Amazon gift card and the email would almost look like the Amazon email, but it's not. So on the email, it'd be like, click this to like retrieve your Amazon gift card. So when you do get an Amazon gift card, you can either click that link or there's a code and you can copy and paste the code and then put that into a form on Amazon. Right. But a lot of people click the links. Don't ever click links. (laughs) That's how you get fished. So you would click the link and then it would take you to a page where it looked like Amazon and you would like log into Amazon. Mm. It was not 
Amazon, it was a fake page that he set up with Google Docs. Right. So when you log into Amazon. Google D-O-X. Google Docs. Yeah, literally Google Docs. <laughs> so he would you would log in to Amazon, quote unquote, and it would just send him your your login, login info. info. Yeah. So then he can go into your Amazon. And if you have your address in this Amazon, like your real name, anywhere, he can find it and then use this against you. Wow. So he did this to hundreds of people. But he mostly focused all of his energy on like the quote unquote, like most popular, most famous doms in the scene. Um, so he had hacked me, goddess Kayla, um, this uh, woman Ashton. He hacked her, he catfished her, had her address, and was trying to get people to go to her house. Jesus. Pretending to be her. <clears throat> yeah. Like, like trying he, to set up like se- like sex work sessions and John showing yeah, up. Yeah. No, he was saying like, oh, I want a massage. Like someone come over and give me a massage. Message me for my address. So then her friend messaged him pretending to just be like a random guy. And he was like, yeah, c-, like the catfish was like, yeah, come over. This is my address. And it was her address. Jeez. Yeah. This guy's evil. That's like a, there's like a whole like. Oh my god, that guy sucks. He called my doorman. My doorman knew what I did at the time, but like they were just like, "Don't call here." Yeah. Um. He sent a letter to my friend's dad and outed her. Is there like an end to it? Is it just to be a piece of shit, or is it like trying he, to obtain something from you, or else? I'm I think doing he this. wants power. Like okay. he has a foot fetish. We found doms who had sessioned with him he has a he had a he has a foot fetish and i think he hates himself Mm -hmm. and then because he like doesn't accept his fetish or whatever he hates the women and workers if we can eliminate these whores who tempt me yeah then i will not be able to indulge in the fetish exactly in a similar way that the 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 kid who you know in georgia yeah he's like i can't stop getting happy and massages probably I need to eliminate the problem instead of work on my fucking self. Think about all the violence that would happen if a dude just went to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's like, that's not masculine. Going to therapy is uh, for little bitches. Which so many of them want to (laughs) be. I'm just kidding. No, but more like, it's like so many of them want to be little bitches. Be a little bitch and go to therapy. I don't know. I mean, I have people in my life. I'm not going to be specific, but I have people in my life who I have tried to get to go to therapy that are men. And have refused yeah. for years and years and years. And I'm like, that's on you. Yeah. Like, you have the resources to do this. And you just are refusing. You don't want to get help. You don't want to take care of your mental health. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you. So what was the fallout of the doxing of your real identity? Um. So then he started posting. Um. I used to make YouTube videos. He was posting my YouTube videos. They're very weird. I mean, I've been doing performance art for a long time, yeah. um, which is like partly why I'm so good at my work. So he was posting. I made these videos called Bath Babe. It was like me in my bathtub being silly, like all clothed. And he was like posting them thinking I would be embarrassed. And I was just like, that's dumb. And so I was like, fine, I'll just like post my video myself. And then my clients were like, well, that's really cool. Like, it's cool to get to learn more about you. Your art's really interesting. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm not embarrassed at my work. Bath Babe is like very, very different than Goddess Venus. <laughs> like yeah. very like manic, crazy, like silly. And so I think he thought that I was going to be like embarrassed. And I was just like. No, like you can keep trying, but you're not going to get me. And yet you you kept the persona. You didn't like it's not, you know, I would I think it would make more sense to me if Lolita came from that incident. And we're like, well, I I can't be God's Venus anymore. But you're like, no, it's fine. 
yeah it's fine i was like whatever it sucked like i like he like doxed my address so that was scary like i was yeah i have moved but even ever since then like i have a lot of trauma around like i've had multiple stalkers now and so i have a lot of trauma around that and like i move a lot so i'm never like super super worried at the same time i'm just like live with the fact that like at any point someone could post my address again yeah um because there's so many different ways to find people i don't own property so that's also another reason like i'm scared to own property because that becomes like public record public record um so yeah there's a lot of privacy stuff that really freaks me out but it really sucks yeah no it does but now like over the years i've um like i told my parents what i did because of that everyone in my life knows like like when when i was nominated for like xbiz awards back in like 20 or was 28 what are award shows anymore what What? are award shows i don't know (laughs) i just like posted on my facebook i was like hey i'm nominated for this like go vote for me like I was just like, whatever. And so now I'm just like fully out. And I like promote like my regular Twitter on my work Twitter, my work Twitter on my personal. You have a lot of Twitters. Uh (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I have three that I mostly use and then I have a few other ones. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Then I have a multiple Instagram. I have way too much social media. When you were considering um, the the branding shift, did any part of you think about what if I'm just like being yourself? Uh, I've thought about it, but I ultimately like really didn't want to have my personal name on any adult websites. Mm-hmm. I should have thought that one through. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, overall, I wish I could just use my real name, but I just for multiple reasons, I just like don't want my real name publicly on adult sure. sites. Like, I'm super down to be like very open about it. At the same time, like there are like concerns I have with traveling internationally. Um, and right. being an out sex worker. What can what could ever happen if you were traveling internationally? As I mean, an I can be worker? I could be denied entry. I mean, there's certain countries I won't go to. Mm. Um, I mean, but I also like I go to the Middle East and stuff, and they're a lot more conservative. And um, so having your name directly tied to an adult site is a lot different than just being like I'm a dumb. Right. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's levels to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and and so things with MV are going dope. Yeah, we're moving to Pittsburgh. Congratulations. Yes. How is the the poly aspect of it going? Um, I think it's going pretty well. I mean, I don't know. We're pretty like we joke and say that we're monogamous. Right. We're not, but <laughs> we're just kind of like in our love bubble. I mean, I had a, a partner that I've been seeing. Um, kind of very casually because we live in different cities now he came and visited and i was like with him for a day Mm -hmm. and that was cute and yeah we're talking about hooking up with other people together but right now we're just very like i can't even think about like spending energy on anyone else right now yeah i just can't no oh that's very sweet yeah it's very adorable still poly but (laughs) (laughs) Right now, you know, you don't need it. I mean, I think that is a nice thing uh, about like non-monogamy in that like even if you have the permission, it doesn't mean you're always using it. No. Um, Sometimes I'm trying to teach a a newer partner in my life where I'm like, it just like I like having that freedom to do that. I like being able to pursue connections should I want to or should I stumble upon a connection. Mm -hmm. But I also don't always need to. Like I had to tell like I had an ex once who sometimes we would get into fight. Like she'd get really upset with me and she'd throw out and you're off having sex with all these people. 
and I'd be like, ask me right now how many people I'm currently like sexually, let's say in the last couple of months, how many different people I'm sexually involved with. Yeah. And the answer is, like, you know, sometimes like one or two people. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have a slutty month. Yeah, and then totally. A lot of times, sometimes you're manic and you're like, let's do this. Yeah. Like, let's eat everyone out. And then yeah. sometimes it's like, yo, I don't got time for that. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like I'm only like, it's not like I just do the podcast and fuck. Yeah. I try to like play back. I'm in between all of it. Exactly. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I'm like very busy right now. And so we're very focused. We're working together. I'm like, you're now like this man. You're like a manager. Yeah. Character, right? Well, it's not even just a character. Like I actually am his manager. Oh, oh okay. Well, that yeah. So, I mean, I'm not doing all the jobs that some managers do. Like I don't do his bookings and stuff, but like we're doing a Twitch together. I'm handling a lot of the more like, business stuff Mm -hmm. and also performing quote-unquote as manager which means i like go out with him during matches and yeah you you bring in some of the goddess venus towards like one of his opponents oh yeah like i I, know how to do this i I, like pushed a guy and like chopped him that was fun yeah i'm about to do some wrestling training so that i can like do more physical stuff i want to see that yeah i want to see that (laughs) And then at some point in the timeline, there can be like just one match where maybe you two fake fight each other. I think we would love then there's reconciliation. Y'all can fuck on stage. I That's think that hot. Would, yeah, I think that would. That's like, really hot. That would sell tickets. I will, all I do people is would come, like that. Yeah, I think people would be a big fan. <laughs> they pay a, I pay a premium ticket for that. Yeah, I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you two. I, I'm yeah. gonna, do you have a, a, a you know, this is the fucking ring? Do you have a do you have a date? Oh yeah. Out yet? Well, okay. So we are is engaged. Is it gonna be a ringside wedding? Well, I don't know. So we're you shameless promoters. So I proposed to him with a 303 cameo. 303, like the band, if you know them. Okay. I, I, d- I do not. They're but. like kind of like an emo y band. Um, and then he's still supposed to propose to me, but I do have his grandmother's ring right now that Wait, I'm wearing. You proposed to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he know ahead of time? Like, is this well, thing we had we- talked about how he wanted to get married. Right. But I was like, I'm going to propose to him with this emo band but it was fairly a surprise yeah one of the few (laughs) things i know in my life in terms of my love life is i know if i get married she will propose to me why is that because that's all i want is a nice flash mob viral video proposal where i cry that's all i want in this world oh i love that oh yeah uh do you ever see the do you ever see the um the the big famous one it's the Bruno Mars song and like this guy arranged like a bunch of friends and family to like he put her in the backseat of this minivan. I'll link in the show notes. She's in the backseat of this minivan. The friend, a friend of theirs puts like headphones on her. So she's got marry you in her ears. And this minivan is like slowly driving down this like, you know, small suburban block. And they coordinate this whole thing of like friends and family coming out ac- acting out the lyrics this that, and another thing fucking marching band shows up at one point and then just at the end like you see and he <laughs> they um you know it's like i'm looking for um what's the line fucking um or is it this dancing juice but it kind of sounds like dancing juice so like every time that lyric comes on like they're they had some jewish friends who like kind of dressed up in some garb and like they were oh, dancing jews walking so by the cute. car and and then at the end he comes out and then you know gets on one knee and she's crying with headphones on and he's and I'm just like I want that to be me. Oh, that's all I want. That I want so a big cute. grand romantic gesture. I hope you get that. I, You're I, gonna get it. I think so. I'm dating someone now who she does 
very sweet gestures kind Aww. of out of nowhere that make me feel very loved. I love that for you. Yeah. Like I left one day, some some people on Instagram call her like wallet note lady. And it's just because like I left her apartment and I, I didn't, I went, it was Mother's Day, I think. Or no, it was my mom's birthday. I left her apartment. I drive to Jersey. I'm not in my wallet at all. Why would yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. And then I get to the, the liquor store because I had to go pick up wine for, for mom's dinner. And I get to the checkout and I take out my wallet and I open it. I'm like, oh my God. I look very startled and yeah, I start like tearing like, up this? and the lady's like, what? And I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. I've just, you know, I'm dating someone <laughs> new and I left her place this morning. I haven't looked at my wallet since. And, and I showed her, you opened the wallet. There was a post-it note there with the sweetest fucking note. She drew a little sun in it and I showed it to the lady and then she starts wanting to cry. And then we're both like trying not to cry. And I'm like, how much do I owe you for the wine? Oh my God. <laughs> that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. So oh. I love grand romantic gestures. I like to do them. Mm-hmm, uh, me too. I get nervous about coming off as too much and doing them. So when she does them, I'm like, okay, it's safe for me to do but, so. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, I feel like, for some people, that could be too much, but those like aren't the right, those aren't the right people. people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't the right people. That like if they're not ready to receive that, then like they're just not. So how did you do the proposal with the band? Tell me the story. Oh yeah, so I just ordered a you know Cameo, sure, like the app where you can like order celebrities to make you videos. Yeah, so I think they thought it was like a joke that I was like a fan though. Okay. I don't know. It was cute. And so they they like sung a, a proposal for him. No, they uh. just like were like yo yo yo, <laughs> this is so and so from three hundred three, like, and then he was like someone named brooke told me and i was like oh my god this is like not the best cameo but it was kind of great because it was like really it was still pretty funny it's like you guys could put on a little bit of romance into this i know which is why i was like i think they think i'm like a fan or something that's just like marry me (laughs) (laughs) how would you want him to propose to you I don't, I'm not supposed to tell him that. You, I mean, not listen. I, I would think. like my friends to be there. Yeah. Or at least like some people that I care about. You yeah. know, like, I think that would be cute. I don't know. I told him that it needs to be cute. And he's like, well, what should I do? And I'm like, oh, well, you need to talk to probably my best friend, Sophia, because I'm not supposed to tell you these things. She has an entire dossier we've been working on for years. So it's ready. for Yeah. You. I'm like, well, <laughs> like, I'm not going to plan my own proposal. I'm like, a, I'm just, like, not going to do that. Like, I'm just, it's not. I like, that's th- not fun to me. I don't think you should. I don't yeah. think it sounds fun. I'll go a step further. I know this might be an unpopular opinion in today's day and age. But I do think that it's, like, I'm not a fan of this concept of we've had a lot of conversations about maybe getting married. And then we agree to get married. And then we are again, then going to arbitrarily wait for someone to propose. That, I think, is dumb. Yeah, so we never waited for someone right. to, like, propose to, like... Right, it sounds like they Say were Say con- that we're engaged. I think there should be conversations. I don't think you should like throw a wedding proposal out of nowhere. Oh my but, like, god, I would die right, if I, d- I was with someone and we didn't talk and they proposed to me. I would Oh my god. I, think- I wouldn't say yes. I'd be like uh, 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 let me go die now. <laughs> <laughs> Some people listening in this audio only medium were like, that doesn't sound like she's dying. It no, sounds like something I pay something, to see. Yeah, there's something else <laughs> happening. <laughs> but, but this idea of like, I think there should be some conversation loosely, hypothetical. Oh, yeah. I think you, it, I think to me, the way I, I would like a proposal to go down if I were to get married would be that it just, there should have been enough conversation. You have a good idea, but I think you should only be like, 90 to 95% sure they're going to say yes. There should be an element because a proposal, I think, is supposed to be a risk. I think it should take courage and bravery 
And therefore, there has to be, for it to be brave, an element of unsureness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have timing, maybe not after a big fucking fight. Yeah, but I think I you should, that. like, have a good idea what they'll say, but not totally sure. And then that's where the fucking risk comes in. So there can be this release when the yes comes. Yeah. Otherwise, it all feels fake and manufactured to me. But then again, I have, like, a, I have, like, a fetish for realism. So that's my problem. I like that. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's how I think. I'm different. It. I'm like, I have always been like, whoever proposes to me, like, we have to talk about it before. I have to be like, yes, I do want to marry you because uh-huh. otherwise, like, I'm probably going to be like, yo. But then why not just like do some sort of like, mu- like, let someone plan a celebration of it? Why why do uh, the whole proposal song and dance? What does that mean for you? I mean, I don't know. I just like want it and I've always sure. wanted it and just like do it. Now, that sounds like lolly. <laughs> just like do it. It's I don't just, know. Like, I just, I've always wanted it and I want it and you should do it. Just Suck do it. Suck that dick because yeah. I want it and just, I've always wanted it. Exactly. Just do that. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm excited to have like an engagement party and stuff. Yeah. Like that'll be cute. Do you have a, uh, do you have visions of what it, w- what it would look like? I don't know. I just like when I have all my friends together. I don't think my family will be there because people don't really fly in my family, but yeah. probably do something back home too. Just to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, buy us gifts. Like, don't we get a registry or something? <laughs> now, will there be a wrestling component to the wedding? I will not confirm nor deny. Okay, we all know. <laughs> we all know. And it'll probably cost $5 to watch on Twitch or something. Yeah, I get it. I get it. He's, uh, he's very good with the promotion. We also were talking about having like our like regular wedding and then having a wedding that's like for Twitch. Oh yeah, you gotta have a vanilla ceremony of some sorts, but then you gotta do you two of all people need to do something kind of big, grandiose, maybe sexy, whatever. But like, yeah, there's def- I feel like there's gotta be some sort of a performance aspect. Yeah. We've said we're to gonna it. probably have a few different weddings. That's we're gonna tour our wedding. No, we're gonna literally. we're gonna take our, our wedding on a twelve city tour. I've always wanted to have multiple <laughs> weddings because, like, you know, like my family doesn't travel, so I need to do one back in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then like friends, and then now Michael and I are like twitching and stuff, so we'll have like a Twitch wedding. That's sick. <laughs> like, That's sick. Maybe we'll like elope in like Costa Rica too. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> Do you see yourself uh, continuing to do sex work uh, into the oblivion or is it something that you feel like you do have an exit strategy for? Mm, I don't have an exit strategy right now. There's been moments where I'm like, I hate this. Like last year, right before the pandemic, I was planning on segueing into doing sound meditation and breath work. I'm trained in sound meditation, breath work and Reiki. Okay. So I was going to transition to making a business out of that as a facilitator and then slowly quitting sex work but then the pandemic hit and (laughs) um but now um i'm i'm gonna start putting a lot of work into streaming on twitch with michael we have a twitch together and working on um wrestling stuff so hopefully i'll start making money more money at that pretty soon but i i don't think i'm ever gonna fully quit sex work I think that there will be moments where I'm not doing it as much or I'm like kind of taking a step back. But it just for me, especially with how I've built my business, like I have over 700 videos now, I think it makes sense to at least keep like a little bit of my foot on the gas there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's dope. Uh, before we round down, can you please tell me what the fuck Reiki is? Because I, <laughs> I can't tell if it's like some sort of sex thing or if it's not. I can't. It's like Tantra. Tantra, I remember when I started seeing that in like 
um, happy ending massage ads, there'd, there'd be like the Tantra option. And I'm like, I feel like this is just a thing you're putting here so you can charge an extra hundred dollars an hour. What is Reiki? Sorry. Well, I was say, well, Tantra is the same thing. Yeah. So Tantra is like people just throw the word around a lot. Yeah. Too. You it's know? like we light a few more candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like I like I've studied tantra, and my teacher has studied under like some of the most renowned people, hmm. and so that's like I feel like pretty legit. But then there's other people who are like this is tantra, <laughs> and then reiki. So reiki is a specific thing. Um, it is like I don't know. It's funny because I practice it, but I'm also like when I have to explain it to people who aren't into it, I'm like, you don't have to believe in this. I really, I don't will care. not. I will not shit on it too much i just would love for someone to try and explain yeah it so it's like it's like energy work mm-hmm. um and reiki itself comes from japan there was this man who supposedly went up on a hill and like had this like kind of like quote-unquote download you know um and then reiki itself is like an official school of teaching so to actually practice like legit quote-unquote reiki you have to go and be initiated mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's kind of funny. When I did my Reiki, my first, there's Reiki 1, Reiki 2, and then you can become a Reiki master. Okay. So I'm like the lowest level. I didn't even know what Reiki was. They were like, everyone tell us your experience with Reiki. I was like, I literally don't know what it is. Mm. I'm just like, here, I'm going to get certified. <laughs> but basically, um, you can like put your hands over people or you can touch them. And then you're supposed to just like follow your intuition and you like before it, you do like almost like a little prayer to the Reiki masters and then they're mm-hmm. supposed to like help you guide you through where to put your hands to like push energy through people's bodies and stuff. And then there's some technique to it, but it's actually pretty like chill. Like there's not yeah. like a fuck ton of technique. It's, it's not like a massage or something like no, that. No, okay. no. It's just like putting your hand like, yeah, like, like over people. Over. Yeah. Is it and, weird that I think I almost felt that? Maybe. The, maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, with that's, the wind, but that's the other thing. I've been the energy. So then, um, I don't know. Some people have like really great experiences with it, different relaxing experiences. Mm. I think it's also kind of funny because, um, while I think it's good in some of these things to have structure, I think that anyone could actually do quote unquote Reiki. Um, but they have this whole thing that's like, in order to do the Reiki and be certified, they have to do the Reiki masters that are there teaching you. They have to do this ritual where they quote unquote encode your DNA with Reiki symbols. <laughs> but we're worried about a vaccine. What? What? Okay. So apparently my DNA is encoded with Reiki symbols from during this initiation. Wow. And I kind of like, I don't know, with all this like new age stuff, I think I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And then I'm also like, yeah, I could see where that's fucking fake as shit. <laughs> and then I'm also like, hmm, I could see where it's fake as shit, but if you believe it, then it's kind of real. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I am with yeah. it all. At the end of the day, if it makes you feel good and brings some peace and, and into your world and you're not inflicting it upon other people, you know, on, on street corners in New York, then I, you know, God bless you. You do yeah. you, boo boo. No, exactly. Yeah. And then there's also like the quote, like I'm, I don't consider myself a healer. I uh, am a he- healing arts practitioner. Mm-hmm. So I don't heal people. People, that's, people either heal themselves or like if they believe in God, God is doing that, whatever. I don't, I don't disempower other people. But there are some healers that are like, oh, like, they call themselves healers and they take responsibility and they're like, if you don't come see me again, like, I don't know what's going to happen to you. That like, sounds mildly abusive. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't fuck with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to find out what uh, uh, alternate persona you create for your Reiki healing. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have like this like bit I like to do that's called um. So I do sound meditation, but some people call it sound healing. I don't call it that. Uh-huh. But I like I have this bit that I do sometimes at parties um because I bring like tuning forks and different instruments with me where I'm an aggressive sound healer. <laughs> and so I'm just like following people around with like sound meditation instruments, being like, "I have to heal you." <laughs> like, Sounds. T- Totally, totally mentally stable. Sounds so, so oh, I'm, normal. I'm so mentally stable. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? I literally have multiple personalities. What are you talking about? I have so <laughs> have, many personas. I, it's insane. I have so <laughs> many personalities. It's like, like, it's like if you are dissociative or like schizophrenic, like it, it's a great way to to hide it. Is like no 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 this is for work. This is- yeah, like this is great. It's no, fun, right? <laughs> Kevin's part of my job. <laughs> oh, you haven't even met Brad yet. I haven't met Brad. Yeah, oh, I feel like this whole like you this know this is I'm more the, Brad right now. Is, yeah, well like yeah yeah the, the the cap on backwards before I was like this is very yeah it's Brad yeah. Brad it. Brad's one of my boy personas. Oh, sometimes you wake up and it's like this is a Brad day. Brad is like very problematic. And he's kind of a misogynist. Really? Brad said homo a lot during this podcast. See, yeah, that was definitely Brad coming out. <laughs> and what's nice now you can blame blame certain things on different personas. Look at that. No, no, no. You don't want to cancel me. You want to cancel Brad. No, Brad. Th- yeah, Brad is pro- Brooke's cool. Yeah, no, no, no. Brooke and Lalita chill. and Venus. We all wrote like an apology letter yeah. for Brad. Um, My woman personas are, are they're cool. Yeah. My femme personas, but Brad is. They're uh, all hosting an accountability process for. We're doing transformative justice with Brad. We're yes. really working on it. Don't yes. worry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Lalita, thank you, yeah. Brooke. Uh, do, can I call you Brooke? Is that it? Feels you can weird. call me Brooke, Sorry. Brad, Venus, uh, Lalita, <laughs> Dom <Brad>. Doss. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm I mean, that's it can be a whole nother fucking sex work persona. <laughs> I know. Think of all the 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 closeted by dudes who would love to just beat off to you, going like. Yeah, Brad, fucking uh, yeah, Brad. I wish that dick was real. Um, you know, mm-hmm. put it in my mm-hmm. fucking mouth. Uh, good for you. <laughs> well, where can people go to find you and the myriad of characters you portray on the internet? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm mostly on Twitter. If you're just trying to like connect without the paywall, um, Lalita Lolly is my Twitter. L A L I T A L A L I T A L O L L I. Which I feel like you're going to throw somewhere. Yeah, I'll have a link to all this in the yeah. show notes. But yeah, yeah, in case yeah. someone just can't wait to look at the show yeah, notes. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter there. Um, my fan club is uh, Lolly to Lolly on Avian Stars. I hate OnlyFans, but if you love OnlyFans, I'm I'm there too. Same name. Mm-hmm. Just all the same. Lolly to Lolly everywhere. All right. And I assume they, they go find you on the Twitter. They'll find uh, links to everywhere else and Twitch. And- yeah, yeah. I have all that. My Twitch is uh, twitch.tv backslash Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E and M-V. Brooke and M-V. Yeah, Brooke and M-V. So that's our Twitch. Marrying, you know, bank accounts and addresses and Twitch handles. Look, that's I know, it's such so a couple. Be- such a step. I never do stuff like that. I was like, are, are we really doing this? <laughs> Good for y'all. I wish y'all the best on the journey. Thank I like you. watching it on Twitter. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks for having me, Billy. Always. Why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Okay, bye everybody. Wait, wait can you do can you <laughs> if I may um uh demand uh labor of you? Can okay. you can you give us a goodbye as Venus? Okay. A goodbye as Lilita and a goodbye as Brad. Okay, so we're gonna do Venus first. Okay. <sighs> I can't stop laughing. It's like so funny. Um, okay. 
It's been really nice talking to you fucking losers. Uh, I know that you've loved listening to me. And I guess Billy, he's fine. Um, but anyways, um, you're my little bitch now. And you're going to go to my OnlyFans. And you're going to dispense your entire fucking wallet. Whatever, bye. <laughs> That was good. Okay. That was good. <laughs> what was next? next? Lalita. Oh, Lalita. Okay. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. I mean, you should be thanking me as well, like Venus said. Um, I know that this conversation has gotten you very, very curious, which is totally normal. Um, and I, let's just be real. You want to suck dick now. It's very clear. Um, and so if you want to take that a step further, you can text me at textlalita.com. Uh, I'll help you set up a grinder a little bit. It's going to be fun. Why is my mouth opening a little bit? Uh, that's weird. <laughs> that's natural reaction. <laughs> Don't know what that's about. You're like, it's fine, Billy. Uh, and, and, and Brad. Oh, yeah, Brad. Brad, let's, Brad. let's close off okay. with Brad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, so check it. Billy, this has been fucking dope. Sick. Yeah, it's been fucking dope. And like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be weird or whatever. Yo, dog, like seriously, for real? You ever want to just like kick it? Like, I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but like, if you ever want to like, like I could like juggle your balls, bro. Like, it's like, not, no, it doesn't have to be weird. Shh, it's not to be weird. But like, I'm just saying. Just like think about it. Yeah. And with that, peace we're, dog. We're we're gonna think about uh, <laughs> juggling my balls later, everybody. You ever just like hang on your bro, your bro, and you juggle each other's balls? I don't know. Not yet. I'm waiting. I I, I think I need the right bro. Brad sounds like the right bro to juggle my balls with. I would juggle Brad's balls. You just like go down to the court, you know, shoot some hoops, like at some bitches, and then you're like, yo, dog, like for real. It's like, well, I'm gonna put my dick on. You want to suck it? And I'd be like, I think I would. I think I would. You're like, it's not, it's not gay, bro. Yeah. Behind We're this friends. dick, there is a pussy. It's like if I pull it <laughs> out, I can see. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Oh. It's not gay. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. oh. We love that. It's not gay to check on dick. <laughs> <laughs>
Call Me Billy. Hey, it's free to follow. And gosh, do I love to flirt. And it really like makes my evenings way more exciting when y'all slide in those DMs like that. Uh, I want to give a shout out because, uh, folks, I have actually on the side taken on my first podcast producing gig for another podcast. You might even know one of the co-hosts, Dr. Batsheva Marcus. Mm-hmm. I am now the producer of The Joy of Text, where real sex meets Jewish law. And I'm giving them a free shout out saying, hey, you should go check it out. It is fascinating. I'm a goy. And even I'm like, wow. It's kind of like, you know, if if there's a loophole in the Talmud, they'll find it for you. The best example I can give is like they once had a listener question saying like, hey, me and my husband like doing BDSM. We like doing rope play, but we're not supposed to tie knots on the Sabbath, right? And 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 Rabbi Linzer, the other co-host, was like, well, it depends on what kind of knot. You know, like, are we creating something new in the knot? That wouldn't be okay. But if it's a knot that you could, like, loosely shake off just with a shoulder shrug, then I think that would be okay under the Talmud. And and I was like, what? We recently got a question uh, about whipped cream usage, right? So if, if you're curious, if you'd love to learn more, if you are Jewish and would love to hear a, a rabbi and a sex therapist talk about sex and dating then go check out The Joy of Text wherever you listen to The Man Whore Podcast. Last but certainly not least, the best way you can support The Man Whore Podcast, uh, you know, besides publicly sharing on your non-alt account uh, the show in front of your friends and people who know you, uh, besides that, you can support the podcast on Patreon. It's the best way to keep the lights on over my head. My Patreon page is truly, uh, you know, the best way you can Keep me going for another 400 episodes. Join a great community of whoreheads and get access to some really special content while supporting the whore you like so much. So again, become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. Episode 400 next week, everybody. It's the Pepsi Challenge. I hope you're ready for it. Stay slutty. And God damn it, get vaccinated. What are you waiting for at this point? It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout.